Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. Our producer, Oscar Monterosa. I am your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 205 affiliates strong. As I always say, thanks to all of you in the listening audience. You can follow me on my Facebook at Carrie Hall. That's one of the Facebook pages, C-A-R-Y Hall, or America's Healthcare Advocate. Either one of those, if you choose to follow me, information is up there. Lots of videos up there, lots of information up there. Also, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of videos up there. If you want to look at some of those videos, we've done some pretty interesting ones. Uh, There's a couple up there on Medicare that were done with Kong, the 150-pound German Shepherd (laughs) <laughs> which were different. So uh, we do try to put some things up there that are interesting and, and sometimes a little humorous, but uh, there's a lot of information on the website. You can also reach out to me on the website if you have questions, if you need help with something. Oftentimes people reach out to me from around the country that need help with an issue, a medical issue, a health insurance issue. I am always happy to help you. The website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All the shows are on podcast platforms. Tune in, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. I get a lot of comments about those and it's a great place to go if you want to tell somebody about a broadcast you hear and you want to get them to listen to it you know that's a great place to go to listen to it they're also posted on the website and if you need help with any health insurance issues wherever you may be in the country 877-385-2224 the lovely joyce thompson's happy to help you with individual health insurance medicare or aca and if you're looking for employer-sponsored health care there is no greater expert than sue dendiger Uh, she is happy to help you any place in the country whether you're in north carolina texas california Kansas or Missouri. She has clients in all those places and does a wonderful job for them. And once again, you can reach her at 877-385-2224. Joining me in studio once again, Dr. Davis Brockenshire um, in town from Michigan. Very happy to have him here talking about the way he does medicine. A little bit about doctor and his bio. He is internationally known as the doctor's doctor. Dr. Davis Brockenshire is a graduate of Logan University and has been in practice for over 20 years. Dr. Brockenshire is postgraduate in Instructor in Applied Kinesiology, Neuropathy, Herbal Therapy, Clinical Nutrition, Athletic Injury Management, Pediatrics, Homotherapy, Rehabilitation, Certified Blood Type Practitioner. Dr. B is also a board-certified physical therapist, although he currently enjoys specializing in advanced functional medicine, functional nutrition, and functional neurology. That's a mouthful, you know, that's... <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you've got a lot going on there. Oh, and by the way, it's not in the uh, bio, but he has an MBA in business. Just that I'd throw that out there for you if you know his credentials a bit better. Welcome back. Glad to have you back. Thanks, Kurt. It's good to have you here. So let's let's talk a little bit about COVID. We talked about this when you came in town last time a little bit as we had dinner. You're, you're actually treating people that had COVID or have it actively, and you're doing it very different way. So talk about what you're doing, because I thought it was very interesting the way you're doing this and the success you're having with it. Yeah, so we've been tracking this anomaly since December 2019. And because I work with so many other healthcare professionals around the world, we all communicate regularly and we kind of knew something was up in February when things were going sideways in China. So we created in the office a system to protect everybody and... As things developed over the summer, the best thing you can do is protect your patients. And I see a lot of really sick, fragile people. So our rule is we don't let any symptomatic COVID patients in the office. It's just not safe. We will do remote, technically, virtual medicine. Yeah, Yeah, but but it's virtual. I mean, it's one-on-one, it's video. There's a lot of communication. It's the best we can do without actually physically seeing you. What I'm specializing in through no choice of my own is just what's happening with the practice is what we call the long-haul patients. These are your post-viral syndromes or PVS. These are people that have sort of recovered but have not fully regained their health. And it looks a lot like chronic fatigue. It looks like chronic mono. It looks like a flu that just won't go away. And so with those people, we're being very successful in our approach in attacking this inflammatory piece. So using Wavi brain scan, uh, using basic medical laboratory assessments and some neurologic assessments, we find out where the immune system got stuck. Then we apply the corrective treatment for it, whether it's nutritional, chiropractic. We're having a lot of success with acupuncture, believe it or not. Acupuncture is unlocking the case for these long-haul COVID patients. And then we're able to slowly regain their strength. And a matter of fact, on the plane last night, I was digging through some old research studies on HIV and how HIV creates almost the same symptoms as a long-haul COVID patient. So I've done some deep research into that to see what they were using for HIV back in the day, and we're going to apply the same uh, mentality of stop beating yourself up. It's not your fault you got COVID. People are so upside down that they got sick. It's all my fault. I'm going to kill everybody. Let that go, and let's heal. You talked about the fact that the Chinese, who, interestingly enough, have pretty much got this thing under control in a country that's, you know, population-wise... 10 times what we are, but they're not only are they using pharmaceuticals, but they're using, and Chinese medicine has always been very, very different. They're using herbal therapies. You talked about some basic vitamin things people can do to protect themselves. And then you talked about three different herbs that you're prescribing for people that are helping them. So talk about both those things, the, the, the vitamins that can be taken now to help thin this thing off and that nutritional Piece, and then talk about the, the three um, the three uh, herbs that the Chinese herbs that you're using that are helping people as well. Absolutely. So back in March, I got a document that came out of China that was sponsored by the company Alibaba, and they put about a billion dollars into this. In China, there are Chinese medicine hospitals and there are Western medicine hospitals. And what Alibaba did was collect all the data from all those hospitals to find out who had the greatest outcome. So it was an outcome assessment measurement. At the end of the day, the best outcomes came from the hospitals that applied a three-prong approach to COVID. The first one was using the herb Andrographis paniculata, or Andrographis, in the initial phase of infection. You want to say that one more time? Andrographis 
paniculata. See, I do radio people, and I wouldn't even try to do that, so I just wanted to point that out. Okay. You can just search andrographis. Yeah, okay. And so what is that? So it's it's the most bitter herb, bitter leaf on the planet, and uh, typically it's used for respiratory infections, but it's also okay. protective to the liver. But COVID is respiratory. It's, it's always been used in things like SARS. So it has a, a history of about 3,000 years of usage. So the initial infection phase they used, they showed that they used andrographis extracts in ethanol. So alcoholic extracts, not powders. Once the patient was out of that initial phase, so as the fever was gone, they applied the herb astragalus, which is a classic Chinese herb used for the heart, the spleen, the stomach. And the astragalus plant showed that it enhanced the vitality of the patient recovering. So the third and most innovative approach that the Chinese showed was using the plant Rhodiola rosea, or Rhodiola, which has a famous history amongst the Norse population where they would use Rhodiola for conquering energy, which would make sense in a COVID situation because you almost died. So you need to regain your conquering energy to get your health back. And the key point here is they had to use the Rhodiola long term. So there's a lot of history behind Rhodiola, but technically... The literature shows that while it's great for stress, it's actually a brain tonic. So rhodiola is a plant that I think everybody should be using regularly to protect their brain from damage. And as we developed out of the herbal phase here in the West, one of my colleagues, Dr. David Brownstein, put together a system and he actually published this system that they're using where they're doing IV vitamin C, about 10,000 units of vitamin D daily, zinc and vitamin A as a nutritional approach for COVID. And you can find that uh, at his website, Dr. David Brownstein, and he's in Michigan. But one of the other innovative things that we all kind of figured out in Michigan early on is you can take a nebulizer with low concentration hydrogen peroxide to protect your lungs from any viral infection. And they use that in the East and the West. So if we take Western medicine out of the equation for a minute, and look how the globe has attacked COVID, I'd say in general it's been pretty successful from an overall recovery point of view using natural methods. The alarming point is if you have to get ventilated, you have a 50-50 chance of dying. Yeah, that's really the bad part. So my job is these people that survive the ventilation, we have to help them recover. And that's exactly what you're doing. But well, you know, I guess the thing that jumps out at me is, why in the hell aren't we hearing more about this? And one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here was we had this conversation over dinner, and I was blown away by the fact I went home and told my wife about this, and I was like, I, this is remarkable. And if the Chinese are doing this and they're having success with it, there was a big article not very long ago in the journal about how they basically have stomped it out in China. The, the, Wuhan, the city where it's at, is completely back to normal now. And they didn't have a vaccine. They were doing this completely differently. They have one now question whether how effective that is but they didn't have one to start with so this is very interesting stuff all right we're going to be right back from the break you're listening to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the hi radio network coast to coast across the usa we've got a lot more stay tuned
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you want to reach out uh, to Dr. Brockenshire, you can do that at innovativehealthdrs.com, innovativehealthdrs.com. Also, if you're interested in the Wavi Brain Scan, you're a practitioner and you're interested in any way, brainhealthscan.com, uh, that is our website. Um, we're going to talk about the Wavi Brain Scan here. We mentioned it in that first segment. We're going to talk more about it as we go through the broadcast. But if you are a practitioner and you want to learn more, brainhealthscan.com and by the way there are videos up there from dr brockenshire so if you want to go up and look at those feel free to do so all right so let's go back to this for a minute because this is fascinating to me and and i guess what is even more fascinating to me is is what i said earlier why the hell aren't we hearing more about this because this this is something that's clearly working i mean if if the chinese are doing this and they, without a doubt, have been doing this kind of medicine longer than anybody on the planet, and they have some pretty significant s- success with it. Um, it begs the question: what, Why isn't more of this out there? I mean, we're hearing, you know, we hear about hydrochloride, we hear about all this other stuff. Here, here, here is a pattern that works, um, and we're not. It's not being talked about, which is one of the reasons why you're here. Okay, is to do just that, but. What do you attribute that to? Anyone that's ever tried to take control over their own health has become aware of a a systemic infection of media censorship when it comes to healthcare information. The media determines what you're allowed to know. Now, if you've got somewhat of an educated mind, you can jump on to things like PubMed and read your own research and make your own opinions from medical research. You have time to do that, and you're inclined to do it. And if you digest it all, right. right? So that you need to have that elevated medical background to weed through some of these things. But the media only presents medical information that creates sensationalism and drives fear. And the global health community is anti-fear because in order to heal, you have to just get over it. Yes. So one thing they are talking about this week is post-COVID infection, the number one symptom that's happening in people is mental illness. Yeah. We need a stable population, not an unstable population. And uh, one of the things that I have seen with the WAVI, particularly on students who have had COVID, is that they are so anxious about being depressed And let's face it, if you're a freshman in college this year, what a rotten year to be a freshman. Yeah, no kidding. So all of these students who are goal-oriented, performance-based individuals who've worked their whole life to be great at something, all of a sudden we're told they're not allowed to be. They test positive. They have no symptoms. They get better. Nobody loves them anymore. You can't come home for Thanksgiving because you tested positive. So I let them come in the office. They're asymptomatic. We, we practice full-on PPE. We do the WAVI. And right there in front of you, I've got befores and afters. I do a WAVI before they go to school as part of our preschool physical. And we do a WAVI when they're coming home at, for the holidays. And what I'm seeing now is these kids are so depressed, but they don't know how to voice what they're feeling. <clears throat> yeah, And that's inflammation-driven. And what do they do? They lean on sugar and alcohol. Yeah, 
probably a lot more alcohol than they should be. Right. <laughs> Let's go back to something for a minute. For people that, you know, I, I'm chronologically challenged at 72 years of age, okay? You know, obviously I've taken, and my wife and I, you know, take a, we just bought an RV. We just traveled from Florida back here. We're going to California here shortly. Um, it, 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 you know, we take a lot of precautions. Having said that, what are some of the things that people can do as part of their daily supplements that can help them thin this thing off because i've talked a little bit about this to my wife last night after we chatted about it over dinner what are some of the simple things they can do vitamin wise nutritionally wise that can help them thin this thing off okay great question (coughs) carrie so let's start with vitamins because there's plenty of evidence to show that vitamin d and vitamin c are useful as prevention measures But you have to remember, when it comes to vitamins, not all vitamins are created equally. So your best source of vitamins is obviously food. The problem in today's world is our deficiencies are so great that you can't replenish that deficiency with a food vitamin. So right now we're recommending 1,000 milligrams of a buffered ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C. So a calcium ascorbate or a sodium ascorbate, which is a a form of vitamin C. 1,000 milligrams a day will you know keep the boogeyman away you can dose that higher if you feel something coming on but that's readily available at any party store gas station whatever emergency would be one example of a a cheap vitamin c yeah um the other thing though that in every single study every single time optimize your vitamin d levels all right so that's interesting because you can overdo that what what are what's what do you recommend is the amount so you mentioned overdoing it. Yeah. If you look at the original research that talked about vitamin D toxicity, it, it's not true. When they do- overdosed people on vitamin D back in the 1920s and 30s, they were using two to 300,000 units a day. If they had overdose symptoms, they stopped the vitamin and they recovered. They never did autopsy issues because nobody died. So we recommend 10,000 units of vitamin D3. It's got to be D3 every day. Now, because vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, vitamin D is technically a neurohormone. It's an anti-inflammatory. But vitamin D3, being fat-soluble, should be taken with fat. So take it with a, a meal that has some fat. Or even better, you can buy vitamin D in a form called a liposome. So a vitamin D liposome requires no digestion. The minute that material hits your mouth it's absorbed into the so system can you buy that at whole foods can you buy where do you, you buy can it? buy it from our website you can just buy it from your website right from the website okay yeah. so that website innovative health drs.com innovative health drs.com so you've got these on your website oh, yeah. they can be ordered right off your website yeah, we ship them around the world okay so interesting vitamin d levels when you get your vitamin <coughs> d levels measured in your blood most people who don't supplement are averaging anywhere from 25 to 35 units in their blood. The optimal levels range from 60 to 100. Wow. So we just don't get outside enough. And frankly, we're not naked enough. We need to get in the sun. Well, and you know? besides that, if you're sitting in the Midwest, those of us living in right. flyover country, right. all right, you're not outside when it's 20 degrees, right. okay, you know, for the most part. Okay. So our rule in, and I mimic Health Canada's rule on this one because the Canadians know a little bit about living in the dark, yeah, metaphorically speaking. But uh, anybody that lives north of Atlanta needs 10,000 units of vitamin D all year long. Okay. If you live south of Atlanta, you typically need 10,000 units of vitamin D from Labor Day to Memorial Day. 
That's fascinating okay. piece of information. Yeah, it's an easy way to think about it. Yeah. Kids right. need two to 4,000 units. So if you're under 12 years old, two to 4,000 units. If you're an adult, 10,000 units. That's a lot of information, people. Okay. And, and I hope you're going to find that helpful because, again, it's something you can do that's preventative that will make your body stronger so you can fight this thing off. His website, Innovative Health DRS, is in Sam.com, Innovative Health DRS.com. If you want information, stay tuned. We'll be back with more. The doctor is in the house, and we're learning a lot today. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. In studio today with me, Dr. Davis Brockenshire. You're learning a lot, aren't you? How about that piece we just did on what you can do to protect yourself from COVID-19? Pretty, pretty simple stuff, right? Pretty simple stuff that makes a hell of a lot of sense, um, especially if you are chronologically challenged. As you know, we are more at risk than those of us that are, you know, much younger. So it's something that's important. If you want that information, you want to learn more about that or order the vitamins, you can go to doctor's website, innovativehealthdrs.com. Innovativehealthdrs.com is the website. All the information is up there. And by the way, we did talk a little bit about Wavi Brain Scan. We're going to talk more about it in this segment. If you're a practitioner out there, physical therapist, chiropractor, MD, nurse, it doesn't matter. Um, if you want information, our website is Midwest Brain Health Technology. Excuse me. Our, our website is brainhealthscan.com. Brainhealthscan.com. Our company is Midwest Brain Health Technology. So that's the information. All right, let's change gears a little bit here. You, you know, we just did some work with one of the biggest soccer leagues in the state of Kansas, and, and we're reaching out to parents on the Wavi Brain Scan thing. And one of the things that fascinated me about this when I first learned about what Wavi did and attracted me to it was the concussion protocol piece. Because and, and what floored me, and I did a couple of radio shows on this, was when you ask who was most at risk, the first thing that comes to people's mind is football players. That's not true. It's girls' soccer. Not the guys, it's the girls' soccer. And I was blown away by that. And then we went on to find out basketball, girls' basketball. We went on, another one that floored me was cheerleading okay and if they take a fall the 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 kids they call the ones they put at the top of the flyers flyers yeah if they take a fall so and then of course there are the football players and we all know the story with the nfl and 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 we're working with some people on that on that side as well with the wavy brain scan but what fascinated me about this was when i sat down with some of these players and talked to them they told me oh well, we were told how to take the subjective test. We were told how to, we were coached on how to answer the questions so we could go back and play. And I'm thinking to myself, so if these kids get a second concussion, they go back too early, which is 70, over, I think is it over 40% of these kids are going back too early to play. Um, talk about what happens when that happens. So with the human brain, it's designed to repair itself, but it needs rest and nutrition and usually some uh, program movement. What happens in mainstream sports today is the trainer will look at the client, usually the player, and say, oh, you look good to me. Go ahead. You know, you're not having any of these right, wink, wink, right. No, I'm good, coach. Put me in. 
and they go in, but there's been no objective measurement. Now, in my world of neurology, there isn't an easy objective measurement that any trainer can do to any athlete on the field. Basically, you stand on one leg with your eyes open. If you can't do that, you're not going back in. The next step is if you can do that, close your eyes. If you can stand on one leg with your eyes closed, you can return to play. If you can't, you're sitting until we figure out how to help you heal. Now, that's relatively objective. That's a basic neurologic test called the modified Romberg sign. We use that for whiplash and car accident stuff on the scene. But the WAVI technology is portable. You can do an on-field WAVI to prove that the client is either injured or fine. Because one of the hallmarks of a concussion is sudden onset anxiety elevated heart rate, decreased heart rate variability. All of those are measured with the WAVI. So if you send it back too early, your next concussion will be amplified. And each concussion accumulates on the one before it. So if you were to chart the impact on physiology from concussion, it's exponential, which means, and I, I married a Khalid to soccer player, so I know all about women and concussions. And what happens is, each concussion can be 10 times worse than the last one. So you don't know you have a problem until it's too late. Ten, it's the first time I've heard that. 10 times. 10 times worse than the last one. Yeah. And what the, what the Wabi does, and this is why it's scientifically objective and it cannot be argued with, is there's a picture. Yeah. There, there it is, son. Here it is, dad. Here it is, mom. Here it is, coach. Talk about what that picture looks like, the colors, and what that yeah. picture Wavi produces looks like of the brain when there is still a concussion and they're still not recovered from that concussion. And I'm going to tell a quick story after that about a young man who was a hockey player. So on the Wavi report, we get what's called a topogram, which is what I call like a heat map, but it's a distribution of voltage levels around the brain. And you can measure front to back, side to side. There's 20 different readings. But typically in concussion, we see an asymmetrical or an uneven pattern of this voltage. Uh, in, in severe chronic head injury, you'll see what we call a lot of blue zones or areas of the brain that are not producing voltage. Now, unfortunately, in younger athletes, we're seeing those injuries in the frontal lobe. When you have low voltage in the frontal lobe, these kids don't perceive reality the way you would expect them to. They're very nervous, they're unstable, their focus is gone, they can't sleep, they don't trust anybody, they're edgy. These are people that are more prone to go seeking uh, illicit types of pharmaceuticals to make the pain stop in their brain. It's a fast track to addiction. And that's why when you look at concussed athletes who were put back too soon, they all become addicts. Whether it's alcohol, barbiturates, you name it. They're looking. So when you for, look at these NFL players yeah. That, yeah, that that have died, okay, who've died from overdoses of drugs or, or, or erratic behavior, right. uh, you know, you, Junior Seau comes to mind. You look at some, the tragedy of all this: multiple concussions, yeah. weren't recognized, weren't treated properly, and continued to play when they shouldn't have been playing at all. And we would have seen that, and yeah. we would have intervene we would have had remediation methods to correct that which is what happens so it's a funny story so one of the mds here in town uh, was seeing a young man who was a hockey player and on his way to become a pro hockey player he had had four concussions he after the fourth concussion he was told that he by he went 
to see a doctor and the doctor, another doctor, and the doctor told him, said, well, you can go back and play. Okay, and this particular doctor said, wait a minute. You're going to go over here to Blue Valley Physical Therapy and you're going to get a WAVI scan because I'm not so sure about that. When he got the scan, he said, there's no way in hell you're going back to play because the scan showed exactly what you just said. He had significant damage and injury, and he sat out for six months. He did certain things he needed to do, and he recovered. And I don't know if he's playing yet or not, but at least he did recover. But if he had gone back, the damage 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, okay, 40 times greater than what it was the first time he had it. You know, I had a young lady on who was a basketball player at KU. She was damaged for life because she continued to play and continues to suffer from the, the concussion and the issues she was dealing with concussion. So parents need to understand this is significant and it's serious. Well, it's not just athletes that get concussed. If you've ever hit your head on the corner of a cupboard door, you've been concussed. And what most people don't realize, ladies, if you're cycling, if you're fertile, every time you ovulate and every time you start your period, the chemistry in your brain mimics that of a concussion. So that would explain a lot of the inflammation and trauma that they feel around those times. And I think we need to pay a lot more attention to women's hormones when it comes to the symptoms of concussion because we don't think like that. The running joke is, well, patient, have you ever had a concussion? Well, I don't remember. Exactly. And Carrie... Hey, it's only your brain. It's only your brain. But let me ask you this. Do you know when the first concussion was? If you were born the old-fashioned way, if you came out the vaginal canal and you weren't cut out, you were concussed. Our brains are actually designed to be squished to get out of mama. That's the first concussion. And that's why it's so important that that baby sit on mama skin to skin so the nervous system can feel safe again. Because so that's, that's, that, that's interesting because yeah. I did not know that's why that was done. Yeah, well, there's two reasons you do that. Uh, two reasons you do that. The first run is to make that connection with mom. And in Chinese medicine, the heart field of the baby will then imprint on the heart field of the mama. So whoever holds that baby first is going to give that baby their heart field. How interesting. But I don't know about you, but being born can't exactly be comfortable. No. So you come out of that mess and all of a sudden you're being nurtured. Now remember, you don't have an immune system yet. Your nervous system is wondering what just happened. And that event helps repair that issue. And that's so, what it does. It's and that's why babies have to sleep. That's interesting. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. It's great to have Dr. Bakachar in studio, isn't it? You're learning a lot as you're listening to this show today. If you want information from him on whatever it may be, whether it's concussion, maybe you've got a child with ADHD, maybe you're suffering from an issue, uh, the website, Innovative Health DRS. InnovativeHealthDRS.com InnovativeHealthDRS.com is his website. They'd be happy to chat with you um, if you want to send him an email and uh, talk with him or one of his staff. They'll be happy to chat with you as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIE Radio Network coast to coast across the USA. The doctor is in the house today. Stay tuned. You're going to learn a lot more in the next segment. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HIE Radio Network. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us again in studio with me, Dr. Davis Brockenshire. You're learning a lot today, okay? The tremendous opportunity to have the doctor in, be able to sit and listen to what he has to say for this hour that we are on the air. If you want to learn more, if you want to know about his vitamins, if you want to know about his protocols, if you want to know about treatment of a specific issue, I don't care whether it's ADHD, depression, anxiety, whether it is, you know, one of the other issues, concussion, whatever the case may be. His website, InnovativeHealthDRS.com, InnovativeHealthDRS.com. There's a ton of information up there, uh, and he'll be happy to chat with you. His staff will be happy to chat with you. They take care of people all over the country. Uh, they do it virtually. If you can't come in, in to Michigan where he's at, right outside of Detroit, about 23 miles, they are happy to do it virtually and help you that way. And they can also refer you to someone in your area that practices medicine the same way he does if you need to do that. Our website, if you're a practitioner and you're interested, you heard us just talk about the Wavi Brain Scan Concussion Protocol, brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. That's how we actually met Dr. Brockenshire was through the Wavi Brain Scan. So um, we're working together on a number of things and we're great to have him as a partner. So let's talk a little bit about obesity. 70% of the people in this country are obese morbidly obese or simply overweight okay it is a constant problem that we deal with all right um and unfortunately it's not getting a lot better okay and it affects everything we do so talk about your approach to that and and how that works and and talk about how you fit wavi into that as well in getting people to understand because you said this in one of the other shows you have to take responsibility for your health and i can tell you what to do and i can coach you but if you don't want to do it it's not going to change so pull that together and talk about the issue the issue with obesity nothing like dancing with the elephant in the room so when we were looking at the most efficient ways to come at the covid crisis back in the spring I tried to pin down the biggest comorbidity that we could have an impact on. And it turned out to be obesity because obesity is the greatest source of inflammation that the body has to deal with. Now, you know, to call an apple an apple here, obesity basically means that you have a surplus of energy stored in your body. And we can measure that using the body mass index. So if you have a body mass index of over 30, you're obese. If it's over 25, you're considered overweight. If it's over 35, you're morbidly obese. And you don't want the word morbid next to your condition, okay? Probably not. We know all of the problems that come with obesity. They're very well documented. Also, Alzheimer's is one of them, Uh, stroke, diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, okay? These are all serious problems that cost a lot of money to try and help. So when it comes to responsibility, the one thing I want everybody to understand about body composition is laying blame doesn't get anybody better. Don't beat yourself up. If you're an obese person, don't hate yourself because I'm going to tell you right now, as of this morning... It's not your fault 100%. I know that sounds weird. Yes, diet is important and exercise is important. But what we now know about all of these chemicals in our environment, particularly the cleaning chemicals, that these chemicals change the bacterial balance in our intestinal tract and make us crave the foods we know we shouldn't eat. It also impairs our ability to digest fat. So the more we try to sanitize everything, the more prone we are to obesity, which should just blow your mind. 
You know, there's an old saying, you got to eat a peck of dirt before you die. Our bodies are designed to be optimal. So what I've been able to do using something called bioimpedance assessment, which is an electrical assessment of the body where you just hold two electrodes and current runs through your body. And we can measure how much body fat, how much muscle mass, how much water, what your metabolic age is. But more importantly, Carrie, there's a measurement of obesity that's been overlooked and it's called visceral fat. And this is the fat that gets stored around your organs. And on MRI, you can see this. So there's an expression when you talk about different body types, one of them is skinny fat. Somebody might look like they have a good body composition, but then you look at their MRI and their organs are wrapped in fat. That fat is what causes the inflammation that causes diabetes. So a visual assessment of the body is not the greatest way to go. You need hard data. And one of the things the WAVI does for us is gives us that inferred inflammatory load on the brain and the central nervous system. The other thing we've noticed is sleep research says that if you don't sleep well, particularly between the hours of 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. So if you're not getting sleep between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., your brain's not making growth hormone. And if you don't make growth hormone, you don't have lean muscle mass and you don't burn fat very efficiently. So once again, sleep's important. You've got to be asleep from 4 to 6 a.m in order to have that healthy fat burning. Now, everybody and their brothers try to diet at some point, and I tell this to patients all the time. The best diet for you is the one you're gonna do, and it's the one that's the complete opposite opposite of what you're already doing, because what you're already doing obviously doesn't work. So let's start there, okay? I'm not here to tell you that Atkins versus vegan versus fasting versus keto, you could be a fruitarian for all I care. It's whatever you're going I don't even to know do. What a fruitarian is, so well, I won't even go there. You know, plants okay. have souls, and okay. you don't want to murder them. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, we have a responsibility to our body as, as individuals to take the best care of it because it's the only one we have. So, in this world of epigenetics and medical genomics, people forget that the fastest way to talk to your DNA is through food. So, if you want to download updated software for your cells. You do it through food. And there's been a lot of banter about superfoods. But I'll tell you, there is one superfood, and it's a spice, and it's very yellow, and it's called turmeric. Yep. Okay? Turmeric helps the body burn visceral fat. So if you had to pick one spice on this planet to take on a daily basis, it would be bioavailable turmeric. And turmeric is one of those plants that helps you burn fat, but you have to eat it with fat. Fat is not the enemy. Sugar is. Yeah. We were taught that sugar is the enemy due to the medical industrial complex back in the 40s and 50s. So fat is your friend. How do you like that, folks? That's a little different take, isn't it? You know, I really appreciate your coming in. It's a great show today. And we're going to do many more of these. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's, one, it's great information. And it's a different way for people to look at these things. And you're, the way you're talking to people and explain to them, just like you did with obesity, um, that's quite different. And it's quite remarkable. Uh, and, and it puts a, it gives people a different perspective in how they can tackle a problem and solve the problem and get better and get healthy. So I appreciate your being in here today and taking time to do this. Coming all the way in from Michigan to make it happen, the website for Dr. Brockenshire's Innovative Health, DRS.com, Innovative Health, DRS.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Albert Einstein, the one who follows the crowd. We usually get no further than the crowd. The one who locks alone will usually find himself in places no one has ever been. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate today, broadcasting on the HIE radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.